It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show. On your radio, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. Freddie and Harry, the juvenile continues here, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN <laughs> app. Series X and Channel 80. Always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Any, enter the chat anytime you want to Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Bill Belichick could be in his last year with the New England Patriots. What's something that's lasted way too long? Maybe that Jericho that had too much soul glow that people still look at you funny when they see old pictures. We want to hear from you. We'll take your calls throughout the rest of the hour at 888-729-3776. What's something that lasted way too long? You could almost say that, Harry Douglas, when it comes to James Harden as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. He is now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. Maybe that lasted too long, especially with the lack of success they had in the playoffs. He had 31 minutes of play time against the Knicks last night. Led his team to six assists. He had 17 points. The Knicks won at 111 to 97. And he even said, yeah, I'm happy to be here, but... It felt kind of weird out there, but you know, just not really having a preseason game or an opportunity to participate in the full training camp or none of that. It was just out there just basically winging it. But uh, I try to go off my basketball instincts and, you know, what I've been what I've been doing for the last, you know, few years or whatnot. Um, I'm just going out there and playing and, and thinking the game and, and trying to make the game easier for everybody else. Okay, so you didn't <laughs> get to practice that much. Self-inflicted. Didn't get to do training camps. Self-inflicted. Didn't have a preseason. Self-inflicted. No, I will say this. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. That was really good. By There's the a way. lot of a lot of things that he didn't get to do. Well, self-inflicted because you didn't want to do them. It's not like someone forced you not to do it. Unbelievable. My goodness. <laughs> but I will say this. I, I, it's going to take time with this group um, for them to figure out really what's their niche mm-hmm. and for to see how everyone is going to sacrifice. And I don't, just don't think it's James Harden. Sure. I think it's everyone on that basketball team. They're going to have to redefine their roles. Now, we know the number one option is going to be Kawhi Leonard. We know number two is going to be Paul George. Mm -hmm. Number three is going to be James Harden. But Mm -hmm. I think defining roles and communicating with one another, and I think this is more important than on the court. Being able to spend time off of the basketball court, understanding each other to a T, Mm -hmm. especially if you're James Harden as a point guard, I think that's valuable. Like, you can't go off doing your own thing. You guys got to spend time together in order to get this thing to jail and work so you can have that production that you want, that you thought you were going to have when this trade was made. If you're James Harden, and you make a great point, Harry, in terms of adjusting, it can't just be about James Harden, but he's got to be the focal point when it comes to that because this is already a team that believed, even before they got him, that they not only could compete in the West, but get out of the West and get to the NBA Finals with the kind of talent that if it stays healthy, they are definitely a legitimate threat in the Western Conference. When you got a guy like Kawhi Leonard, we know what he can do, and Paul George, the perfect Robin to his Batman when it comes to Los Angeles Clippers, you can't be a guy to go in there and say that, okay, I'm going to be the system, and everybody has to flow around me because they're going to look at you really sideways and go, wait a minute, hold on. Your system has not worked at anybody winning a championship. 
and the year you got to the NBA Finals, you were a guy coming off the bench as a terrific six man for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So whatever word you want to use in terms of system, you better make sure that it's going to be conducive and a conduit to fit here and not having to fit you. Because the place he left, they looked awfully happy ever since he was gone. Looking at the 76ers last night, Joel Embiid, perfect third quarter, scored 29 of a season, had 48 points in that third quarter. Philadelphia off to a great start. Seems that a lot of guys there like, James, we liked you, but we're glad that you're now somebody else's problem. You do not want to be a guy if you're James Harden, even with your system and skill set, and you're interrupting the flow that's necessary that has to go through Kawhi Leonard, that has to go through Paul George, and you got to be a compliment to that, not the other way around. And I think last night, right, Ty Lue tried to put him with that second unit. It wasn't the best last night, but I think it off the top of my head, it is a perfect opportunity for James Harden with that second unit mm-hmm. to be – 1,000% mm-hmm. himself, that score, that bucket getter. Mm-hmm. You also have a guy in Norman uh, Powell who can put the ball in the basket too. So right. you would have two guys out there. And I'm pretty sure between the four of them, it's not going to just be James Harden on the court. Like you can literally leave two of those guys on the court at one time exactly. along with Norman Powell and still have great offensive production. And I think moving forward, it's just Ty, Ty Lue being able to find his niche. And I believe he will because he's an amazing coach, one of the best that the NBA has currently. It's just being able to find that niche and that right nucleus that's going to put you in a position to be where you want to be basketball-wise before All-Star break and also after All-Star break when you start to ascend towards the playoffs. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Even James Harden mentioned that, yeah, I just got here, but man, I see a nice future. Feel good. You know, unlimited possibilities. Uh, I think for us, we had a solid three quarters. We couldn't really catch a rhythm offensively. You know, we missed a lot of easy shots that, you know, we're going to make uh, going forward. I've heard that before. <laughs> I heard it in Houston. I heard it in Brooklyn. I heard it in Philadelphia. And then at the end, just, it's just like an old Western. Dead. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. And the last guy standing is the one that caused all that death going on to come to James Harden. And the one that's really going to be affected the most by this, it's not going to be Kawhi Leonard. It's not going to be Paul George. It's going to be Russell Westbrook. Because you have a guy that has really been a positive contributor to what they've been able to do. They don't mind that he has the ball because he's continued to make better and better decisions getting Kawhi Leonard the basketball, getting Paul George the basketball, being that defender and shooting a little bit better this year, especially from the three-point line. You bring in a guy that needs the ball as much as you do when it comes to James Harden, that's the guy it's really going to affect because how effective can he be if he's not seeing the ball as much to help this team like we saw before James Harden got traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. No, I agree with you. As soon as the trade was made, the first person that came to my mind wasn't Kawhi. It wasn't Paul George. It was Russell Westbrook because Russ last year when he went to the Clippers did everything that Ty Lue and company asked him to do, right? Went right. out there. We've seen a different Russ with the Clippers than we've seen uh, Russell Westbrook with the Los Angeles Lakers. And then right. early on to start this season, he was doing everything uh, that he was supposed to do as well and being a, really a positive light for this basketball team. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the, the biggest question how is this going to affect Russell Westbrook at the end of the day? Because Russ is still, in my opinion, someone that you can count on, especially if you go deep in the playoffs, that's going to be able to get you a bucket. He's going to hustle every time he's out there. He's going to play defense. He's not going to back down to anybody. He's that alpha male. So you need those type of players to be on the court. But 
if James Harden is out there and those guys aren't meshing together, how are you going to be able to have them on the court at the same time? Well, it didn't last long enough in Philadelphia for James Harden, but what else has lasted too long in your opinion? How did this get started on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Dawson and Freddie Coleman? It all started a certain guy named Bill Belichick. Many people wonder, this could be it for Bill Belichick. Ben Volan of the Boston Globe wrote an article last week that say, stated, if they don't win this week in Germany versus the Indianapolis Colts, he could see a scenario that Bill Belichick would be forced out and Jamar, Gerard Mayo, excuse me, would take over as the interim coach. When Bill Belichick heard that... Bill, have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus is on getting ready for the Colts. Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts? I'm going to control it. I can control it and get ready for the Colts. Okay. Just how has this season you know, affected you personally and has it you know enhanced or diminished your desire to continue coaching yeah i do the same thing i always do i try to do the best i can to help our team every week and has it affected you one way or the other what have you learned about yourself during a season like this and how have you kind of evolved in any any ways pause pause yeah i don't know <laughs> that's my favorite part of that whole thing we'll bring in christine lisi our sports center anchor in honor bill belichick in new england my friend what's something that has lasted way too long in your opinion the patriots dynasty yeah. <laughs> and for that matter like boston for 20 years they won all those super bowls they won world series they won a stanley cup uh-huh. they won an nba title and i love my friends from boston and the People that I've connected with on social media, right. but for the love of God, <laughs> it's somebody else's turn. I'm sorry, <laughs> I have had my share of pain, like the gentleman that called about the Falcons. Right, right. But you know, it's somebody else's turn. Christine Lisi's like, I know pain. I have had enough of this. I've had enough, and I've been here for all of it. So all much. of it. As a Jets fan, <laughs> more sympathetic, I could not be. When it comes to Christine Freddy, Lisi. What Dave Chappelle said in, uh, in that movie. Enough! I can't take this I can't take no this more. no more. Yeah. Christine <laughs> Lisi is tired of being the Reggie to the nutty professor when exactly. it comes to the Buffalo Bills and the AFC East with the Patriots. Your calls right now real quickly. 888-729-3776. Bill Belichick could be in his last year in New England. Was something that's lasted way too long. Kevin in Michigan, my friend. What you got? Yeah, what's good, fellas? Uh, two of my favorite ESPN personalities, and we're blessed to have you guys uh, together doing a show now, man. I love Appreciate it, love it. it. Appreciate you, uh, man. Just calling in, man. I wanted to say that uh, some of lasted too long is the uh, Cowboys fans' hopes to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> oh! Oh, he threw salt in the wound. Where's the lie? No I'm lies a, detected. I'm a Cowboys fan. There's some, there's some Cowboys fans that drive me to the point I want to put my eyeballs out of my head when they talk about this is all you're afraid. This is all you're afraid. We're going to produce the playoffs, Fred. I'm like, we all stop until we actually see it. Not saying you can't have hope. That's not what I'm saying. But it's that pseudo hope. <laughs> that they hold on to. That drive. this is the year, Freddie. Mm-hmm. This is the year, Freddie. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be on planet Earth or planet Freddie's a Cowboys fan. Until we see it, wait. Wait until we actually see something where you can give that kind of non-pseudo hope as a Cowboys fan. Freddie, the Cowboys fans have so much hope. They, they're into moral victories now. 
Oh Ex- extensively God, after this weekend. Oh, you know, we, we feel way better now that against the Eagles and what we just seen displayed this weekend yeah. than we did before the Eagles game. Y'all lost the damn game. <laughs> exactly. Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Moore Victor himself. I feel like we got even more confidence now. You know, um, I feel like everybody was had us out and everyone was praising this Eagles team. But obviously, we gave them their best fit. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to spit fuel in the fire. We'll see y'all. We'll see them again in four weeks. Mike, I love you, brother, please. Brother, yeah, it's please. About, it's about time. Put that microphone down now. That Edge <laughs> podcast, man. Wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Gary in Miami, what is something other than Micah Parson moral victories in Dallas that has lasted way too long? Okay, you know, as a New York Jets, Mets, Knicks, and Rangers fan, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about sports. Let's talk about a weekend where a running back kicked a field goal and kicked off, and a dude that showed up two days won a game. Let's talk about MC Hammer. The pants, the oh. dancers, the songs, yeah. it was commercials, it yeah. switched over, and it went way too long. I want to go back to something that's totally off the record. <laughs> what lasted longer, Hammer Pants or Zubaz? Well, I'm, I'm not going to hate on Hammer Pants. Apparently you had a pair, didn't you? So when we had my son's, um, what they call the little thing before they born? What, their baby shower? Yeah, cut the damn music down so I can hear myself. <laughs> okay. He's here, James Brown. What, what, <laughs> yeah, baby shower. So for his baby shower, we had like a, eight, a 90s baby shower. Okay. And I had the whole hammer costume. You know, that that entire month and a half that I knew we was doing it, you know, I was working the abs extra hard. Please, I had please, I had to have my little crop top. Please tell me there are photos of this somewhere. Yeah, I got them. Uh, I'll send them to y'all. I got them in my do. phone. I, I, I have to see all of this. Not so all I was, of you. I was, I was, I was, I was Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when I okay. arrived. All right. And I changed into my MC hammer suit. Okay. I'm yeah. not hating. I'm not hating on that. We had some fun too. I bet you did. I bet you did. Shannon Penn. Just real quick for the for the official record, okay. that was Gary in Miami that said that hammer. <laughs> not anyone on the Freddie and Harry show staff. That's Gary in Miami. We got number love for Hammer. Because I don't know if you know about Hammer, but Hammer. It wasn't me, Hammer. Just, just throwing it out. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. <laughs> you punked them quick when it came to him. You couldn't have punked them quick enough, Shannon Penn. Keep those calls coming in. 888-729-3776. In honor, for lack of a better word, of Bill Belichick, who could be in his last year as Patriots head coach in New England. What's something that lasted way too long? Let us know at 888-729-3776. And you can be heard on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Diving a little deeper into this week's NFL schedule. I think I need more information. This is Here's What You Missed. There are plenty of things you missed that didn't go on too long when it came to Statement Sunday in the National Football League. You may have missed Deshaun Watson not only making his return for the Cleveland Browns from a shoulder injury, but playing quite well. Thank you very much. Deshaun, what's with it? Feels good. I mean, this is what you know. I've been preparing and training very, very hard to get back to is just to get out there and play free and be able to be very close to myself um, and just go out there and compete and have fun with my teammates. And that's what you know today brought. 
I think it's good for the Cleveland Browns to be able to have a guy like Deshaun Watson back as they're on a quest to try to make the playoffs, right, and actually do some damage for a defense that's as great as they are. Right. Uh, he's going to be a valuable part. Him and Amari Cooper, man, were able to connect five mm-hmm. times, 139 yards and a touchdown. So hopefully they can continue that and move forward and this team could continue to ascend. Maybe the best thing for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns is that those expectations got lessened. So now he can just go out and play football. I thought at times he played too tight in terms of trying to be what he used to be or trying to be what people were expecting him to be with that defense, those playmakers, and that offensive line. He looked a lot more relaxed. Now, playing against a slump bus knows the Arizona Cardinals will do that, but he did look a lot more relaxed going out there playing against that team than we had seen in previous years when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Speaking of somebody getting back on track, the Green Bay Packers not only beating the Rams, we did not have Matthew Stafford, they won 20-3, to and their quarterback looked a lot more comfortable. Right, Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach? When we needed it, especially down the stretch, late in the game, I thought he, he made some plays, and hopefully we can build upon that. Obviously, every time out, it's going to be a learning experience, and there's going to be plays that you want back. I've never seen a quarterback go through a game, and it's been a perfect game, and I know that there's been games that guys have perfect ratings, but no, nobody's going to be perfect. Well, I think for Jordan Love right now at this point in the season, you want to see him get better each week from this point on, right? Mm-hmm. Because you do have a right. decision you need to make after the season. Are you going to stick with Jordan Love being your guy moving forward, or do you guys, draft-wise, need to figure out if you need to draft a quarterback as well? So I think him going against the Los Angeles Rams, and I understand Matthew Stafford wasn't out there, but still, they are NFL players that you're going against. I thought he had a decent game, right? A win is a win in this league, and I think – Moving forward, they should be able to build off this. It's also great to have Aaron Jones back in the backfield, too. They would not even be talking about this in Green Bay if we didn't have the quarterback class potential we're going to see in 2024. I agree. If that quarterback class in 2024 in the NFL draft was a little slim shady, they're not talking about, well, we got to make a decision on Jordan Love. They see potential guys out there that are better than the guy they drafted, and all of a sudden they got to take pause for the cause because they realize, well, if we can move on from him, if we don't believe he's the guy, we got plenty of options in next year's draft where we can move on from him, bring in somebody else that's going to make this thing a lot better going forward without Jordan Love. Speaking of quarterbacks looking better, Derek Carr, New Orleans Saints. Finally, he wasn't yelling at anybody in the sidelines. He wasn't pointing fingers on the field. He wasn't sitting there going, gosh almighty, why can't guys play well for me? They're starting like a Saints team we thought we would see the beginning of the year with that terrific defense and that offense all of a sudden stepping up to the plate. Derek Carr is satisfied, but... I mean, that's why we play the game is to win football games and, you know, make the corrections after a win. And so, you know, we were able to string two in a row in, you know, now after that terrible feeling that we had before the Colts game and, uh, you know, seeing some of the, just the fruits of the conversations and the hard work paying off. And, uh, you know, that's a... That's a good feeling, you know, especially as a quarterback. When, when you know that uh, we're still, we're, we still have room to improve, we're doing some things better. My, you know, myself, I always start with myself. But to see us going in that direction at this time of year is what you want to see. I would say this offense, I think for the first time this year, didn't have the self-inflicted wounds, right? Mm-hmm. Derek Carr didn't get sacked. Mm-hmm. He, they were 50% on third downs, three for right. five in the red zone. 
Um, Taysom Hill, man, a swift army knife, a guy that's able to do it. He had a touchdown pass, also was a leading rusher for them as well. So there's a lot of good pieces to this New Orleans Saints football team. It's all about, I think, collectively from an offensive standpoint, because we know what that defense is going to be able to do. I think offensively, being able to consistently put games together yeah. where you don't have those questions time and time again, because on paper you look at this offense and you say, man, yeah. they have a lot of weapons. Now it's all about – this person not making a mistake on this play, that person making a mistake on another play, and collectively together being able to be in unison and having a good showing uh, consistently. They have no business being 5-4. and four. They should be 7-2. to two. I agree. You blew a lead against the Green Bay Packers. You let the Texans be physically and mentally and willfully tougher than you, losing that game by seven. Jacksonville Jaguars a short week. The Jacksonville Jaguars are better than people think. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, I don't know what happened there. They have way too much talent on both sides of the football to not be running away with the AFC. That's why I call it the South, S-O-U-F. You're not yep. good enough to be a talented team, but you got that kind of talent. You don't get the full, you don't get the full S-O-U-T-H. You're the South, and the New Orleans Saints should be running away with the South. Also, when you mention Taysom Hill, first man in NFL history to catch at least 10 touchdown passes, run for 10 touchdowns, and throw for 10 touchdowns. Wow. He's the only player that has ever done that in the history of the NFL. Why not use that Swiss Army knife that is still sharp with the tools as a part of that? And they're using him a lot more, and we're seeing the full tilt boogie effect, what he's been able to do for the Saints. Freddie, that young man is tough as nails, man. Like, uh, he really is. A guy that you can put back on kickoff returns, Mm -hmm. third and one, fourth and one situations, you can give him the football, but also has the ability to pass accurately. No doubt. Right? So Taysom Hill is a weapon, I think, moving forward that they need to utilize more in order to unlock more things within this offense. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. 25 minutes away, give or take a lie or two. From the biggest question in each division of the AFC that comes your way in 25 minutes. And speaking of questions, really Big Ten, you're going to discipline Michigan football when they may be the team that you need to get into the playoff and win the whole shebang bang Really? Really? We'll do that next in ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash! 
Rush shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for being a part of it. Allowing it to be a part of you. It's the Electric Circus known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It has that vibe, doesn't it? <laughs> it has that I vibe. I used to love that song in mm-hmm. the video, too, in the mm-hmm. rain. Just the body just boom, boom, just moving and still shaking a little bit. When she did it, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, Last Friday that I had a chance to be at with my wife at Barclays Center, Brooklyn, New York, she had that place lit the bleep up. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Missy Elliott is a legend, mm-hmm. man. Like she, she has Game her changer. hands tied into so much stuff musically. Yep. Uh, I would also say from a dancing standpoint too. Mm-hmm. Man, There's so Missy many things she changed: thing. video world, hip hop world, woman world. You see how young her mother looks. Yeah, Man, her, her mother looks really young, but yeah. you, we all know black don't crack, baby. Hey, well, put it this way. When she put the picture of her mom on her social media page saying that the first time her mother ever saw her perform live was last Friday at the Barclays Center, Brooklyn, New York, because she had a lot of my songs have words in there that are not church friendly. <laughs> and she had the apology on her Twitter page with her mom's picture. And her mom needed repellent because they were just throwing it at Missy Elliott's mother on Twitter. Her mom looks young. <laughs> young, man. Her mom would be forever young. There are plenty of guys out there. Yeah, just have a cup of coffee with me, baby. That's all. Just have a cup of coffee with me, baby. That's all. As they trying to put in their dentures. Y'all too old. She young looking. <laughs> <laughs> go put them dentures in and exactly. go lay down. Yeah. And, and, and think they're doing something, right? Or try to do something like that. But right now, the Big Ten, they're treating Michigan like old dentures. They want them out of their mouths when it comes to what's going on with the sign-stealing scandal. And now the Big Ten informed Michigan that they might face disciplinary action. A letter to Michigan, part of the Big Ten's sportsmanship policy. Right now, as you know, the NCAA is investigating Michigan for illegal off-campus scouting and signal-stealing. But Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti has the authority to impose discipline under the sportsmanship policy before the lengthy NCAA investigative and infractions process concludes. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach. What? Nobody's uh, wants criticism or, you know, and that's why I work so hard to do everything right on and off the field. Been that way for a long time, you know, since since I was 22 years old. But if the criticism is directed me and not on my adolescent kids at home, or the players on the football team, then I'm okay with it. We still don't have an answer to the question, although I know the answer. Is the Big Ten really going to punish Michigan this year? Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me the most is that, Freddie, I believe in this thing called due process, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to let investigations play out, finish up, and then you make a ruling on whatever you want to do. 
I think Tony Batiti is, is being pressured by a lot of these oh, yeah. Big Ten athletic directors, and also you see a lot of these head coaches coming out and speaking up to the point that where now he's trying to, you know, issue punishment for it. Right. Now, my thing is with that, and just like with Northwestern, remember they issued a punishment and then had to go back mm-hmm. and – redo that punishment. I don't think if you're Tony Batiti in the Big Ten, you want to be in a situation like that. You want to know all the facts and everything so you can make your ruling one time and that one time be it. You don't want to go back and have to say, you know what, well, we need to do more because it was far more harsh than it actually was. I believe in due process and letting things play out. The Big Ten has created the worst PTA meeting ever. (laughs) Seriously. It's like a bunch of parents got together and said, well, their son's too smart. They may be cheating, but if you don't do due process, you should punish them anyway. Boo! Yes, they are the worst PTA meeting ever that's going on in the Big Ten because we all know this. If Michigan was Northwestern or Illinois or Indiana, meaning a team not competing or having a chance to compete for a national championship, we're not having this conversation. We're not having Matt Rule in Nebraska taking shots in Michigan. We're sitting at five and four. We own five and four, but you know we had one game where the team scouted us. <laughs> We've had two games where we replay was wrong. I mean that's that's tough to swallow, but you know what? That's where we are. We are where we are. Matt Rule, Stevie you're, Wonder could have seen what you were doing. Are you crazy? Yeah, five and four. Thank you. You're five and four. You're not contending for a national championship. Now, on top of it, I would say this also, like. Michigan, a team being able to come out of the Big Ten and go to the college football playoffs and contend for a national championship, that's potential money coming back to your schools. So why would you even want to, you know, take that away from uh, the pot? Like, I, yeah. I, I would think you would want that coming into the Big Ten conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you deal with it moving into next year. Mm-hmm. But these teams coming out saying stuff like, yo, y'all not even contending for the Big Ten championship. <laughs> like, they, they don't have enough hair in their behind or enough backbone to, to suspend or put any kind of infractions on Michigan, especially to your point, Harry, when they're an undefeated team and maybe have the chance to go to National Football, College Football playoff. They don't have enough hair on their head to discipline Michigan. This is all a smokescreen from coaches of losing programs. They, oh, they, they were stealing signs. We've seen your offenses. So what? Your offenses stink. No one was stealing signs. They could look at your offense and say, well, that's what we can do. Now, I don't know how much Jim Harbaugh know, and if you ask my opinion, my opinion is he knew something. Yeah. Something was going on. By the letter of the law, that was something that Michigan football was involved in. Should there be a punishment? Absolutely. But let's stop the high, mighty nonsense from these coaches and athletic directors in the Big Ten Conference. Because if you really cared about your conference, you would not be trying to trying to completely cannibalize everything for more money in your pockets for every football program or every soccer program or every basketball co-program in your conference. This is the hill you want to die on right now when it comes to, well, we need to impose a suspension <laughs> on Michigan football because they, if they didn't steal signs, they wouldn't be 9-0. Have you not seen Michigan play this year, Big well, Ten that's, football? That's my, that's my thing, Freddie. This is, the, in my opinion, the most complete team in college football. So – 
would it really have mattered? Now, I, I am a firm believer of if when all the facts do come out. If, mm, sure, absolutely. If, when it comes out, then Michigan have to be disciplined. No doubt about but it. But for these programs to, let me call a meeting to the to the Big Ten commissioner. Come we need on. things expedited and moving this like really, really fast. Like I, 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 I can't get with that. Yeah, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Even Paul, Paul Feinbaum. From the Paul Feinbaum show, he was on Unsportsmanlike early this morning with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman. He says, if Michigan was Northwestern... No, uh, he would have already been suspended. And I say that based on the available information that we all have. And we're grasping at straws on one hand, but I'm leaning heavily on, on the on the competition. And I know people will say, well, yeah, sure, everybody wants to stop the, the best team in the league. But I've never seen this before. I've never seen everyone but the school involved clamoring at the gates. And, and, and that is telling us something very interesting here. Most people are saying, well, everybody steals signs. Well, that is true. Everyone does steal signs within the nefarious world that we live in where you can try to gauge and, and gander whatever you can. But what Michigan has done, according to all these reports and according to other coaches, is that they've sent this guy out or he has gone out on their behalf weeks in advance, standing on sidelines, doing things that, from my knowledge of covering the game for more than 40 years, nobody has ever done before. And to what Paul just said, if you're Michigan football, you felt the need to do something like that, then you're stupid. I feel the same way. You got enough talent and coaching acumen in that team. Why are we trying to engage in something that I see on the equalizer every Sunday with Queen Latifah on CBS? You're <laughs> Michigan football. There's no need to do that. I don't think there's any school to do that, but if a, if a school's doing that and you stink every year, I can kind of understand it. Not trying to absolve you of any kind of rule breaking, but I understand it. But you're Michigan football. Why would you feel the need to have somebody as if they were a Navy SEAL going undercover to steal signs from Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern. You do that to Ohio State, I can buy it. But I've seen Iowa football lately. There's no reason to pay somebody to steal their signs. Their well, offense is back from the 19th century. Oh, yeah, That's they're not scoring points it, anyway. But they're not even scoring points in the leather helmet era. There's no reason to send somebody to steal signs from schools like Iowa. So if you're Michigan doing something like that, then you deserve to be punished. The problem I have with this whole thing is all these schools crying foul. We don't know what kind of sign stealing they've been involved in. But they're lucky that Michigan went to that extra layer. Now they got a, a common villain when it comes to what's going on in Michigan football. Yeah, and, and, and I can't echo this enough, right? When the investigation is over and the due process is done, now whatever you find, if, if – you felt like Michigan's crossed that line, then you hand them their punishment. But to try to do it quickly because ADs mm-hmm. across the board are pressuring you, mm-hmm. it's just I, I don't think that's a good look. I don't like that. They don't have enough hair in their behind and a bone in their back to suspend Michigan or make it a disciplinary that's going to take away their season in 2023. Punishments in 2024, a scholarship here taken away, no offsite visits, I could see that. But this year, come on. Big Ten, you may think you're high and mighty. You ain't got enough hair in your behind to do something like that <laughs> when it comes to Michigan football. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together. I always appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to have the biggest question in each division in AFC. One big question involves a team that many people believe is the best team in the AFC. We'll get to that next. And we got enough backbone to do it on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Each and every division has questions. I don't care how good the division is or how bad the division is. Each division has questions. So that's what we're going to do right now when it comes to the AFC. Each division has the biggest question. We don't know what these questions are going to be. So we put that into the esteemed hands of Giants fan and apologists. Maybe we shouldn't do that when it comes to Shannon Penn. But the floor is going to be his. Let us know, Shannon, the biggest question, and we'll have the answer to each division in the AFC right now on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, Harry, we'll start in the AFC East. Can the Buffalo Bills catch the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East? Well, let me go ahead and let you know then, Shannon, if the Miami wow. Dolphins wow. can stay in their spot. Wow. That's <laughs> I'm going to go, say, say this. Any, anything <laughs> is possible. Um, both of these teams, when you look at their schedules, they have some tough opponents left. Mm-hmm. I think when I look at the Buffalo Bills and you look at how they play at home versus the way they play on the road, the numbers are drastically lower when they're on the road. And also, Josh Allen, I think they're 0-4 in those games, and I think he has six interceptions on top of that. So being able to take care of the football, number one, if you're able to rush the football effectively, mm-hmm. you just brought over Leonard Fournette. Utilize that young man yeah. so he can help that run game so it can be valuable. Also, if you have to go tempo and go no huddle, do that. It yeah. works for you. It doesn't work for the Jets, but it works <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills. Do that if you need to. So. I think there's a possibility, but I'm not going to sit here and say I'm strongly about it. They're going to catch the Miami Dolphins because I still don't trust the Dolphins when they play against teams that are as good or better than them. 
And I think now that Buffalo Bills team has motivation because a lot of people are counting them out. And they've shown they've been at their best when you don't think they're going to be able to do something. And I know they've had injuries on defense. And it's been haphazard play calling by Kim Dor- Ken Dorsey, excuse me, the offensive coordinator. But I have a lot more trust in them winning this division than the Miami Dolphins. All right, Freddie, let's move to the AFC North. Freddie, why does this year feel different for the AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens? Because they look like an offense that can scare you at home in a way. We haven't seen that. Lamar Jackson scares a lot of people because you're worried about his playmaking ability. But when you run into better defenses and better coaching in the playoffs, you can wall that off. And the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they've clearly learned their lesson. It's not just going to be on him. How many times have we seen him make a spectacular play this year? Not because he had to, but because he was able to in the situation, called for it, and he delivered. A lot less stressed, a lot more rest, equals a better Lamar Jackson. That's why it feels different this year for the Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah, I'll go with, you look at Lamar Jackson and his surroundings. Those surroundings are better than, it, than ha- they have been in, in previous years. Also, Lamar Jackson being healthy plays a huge part in everything that the Baltimore Ravens wants to do at a, as, as a football team. I would say that defense is back playing top-notch like we've seen them in the early 2000s and when they were winning Super Bowls. Um, I, I also just like, the head space that Lamar is in. Mm-hmm. When he's scrambling, he's still scrambling to keep his eyes downfield and deliver the football. But if he needs to run, he's making that decision to also run. Uh, I just like where they are as a football team overall. And we all know culture matters when it comes to postseason football. All right, let's go to the AFC West. Harry, will the real Kansas City Chiefs please stand up? So with the Chiefs, are we going to see the Chiefs look like the Chiefs of old or are we going to have to get used to just Chiefs scoring 21 points a game like they did on Sunday? I'll be honest. I don't think we're going to see the Chiefs of old because, number one, that defense is not the Chiefs defense of old. Mm -hmm. They're one of the best defenses in the National Football League. We're going to see Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. We're going to see Travis Kelsey be Travis Kelsey. I think that run game with Isaiah Pacheco is going to be more valuable to this football team down the line. Now, they're banking on those young receivers doing what those young DBs did last year, and that's make plays, learn, and catch up to speed. They're still waiting on that, so I don't think they're going to be the Chiefs of old, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be able to win being the Chiefs of new. The biggest question in each AFC division here on Freddie and Harry, along with Shannon Penn, our producer on ESPN Radio, the latest question involving the AFC West, will the real Chiefs stand up? Yeah, the real Chiefs are going to stand up because they've shown that they can be very, be very, very fluid depending on what's going on in that situation. To take everybody back to last year. Remember they struggled early on and people said, oh, they missed Tyree Kill and what are they going to do? They want to spread in the football around. Travis Kelsey, of course, became their bell cow, but everybody else was able to step up, whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster and other people. They've shown the ability that when they have to be fluid, they can be fluid. It's a lot easier to do that when you got number 15 in red. Whatever struggles that they've had so far when it comes to Kansas City, they also have the best record in the AFC. I have way too much faith and belief that they're going to figure this out, and that's when the real Chiefs, when it comes to 2023, are going to stand up. All right, Freddie, are the AFC South leading Jacksonville Jaguars primed for the big time? I believe they are. The defense is really underrated. They're fast. They're aggressive. They don't miss tackles. But that offense, you got a prime quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You got a prime running back in Travis Etienne Jr., you got a prime wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, and now you got a prime tight end 
and Evan Ingram. And plus, you got a bunch of bouncers throwing people out of the clubs at the offensive line. They don't mind playing nasty. They don't mind playing fast. They don't mind playing aggressive. They can run block as well as anybody right now in the NFL, and they give Trevor Lawrence a lot of protection. They're definitely prime. And maybe the best thing for Jacksonville was last year in the playoffs. They fought a tooth and nail against Kansas City before they lost in Kansas City, and they came back for being 27 points down to Los Angeles Chargers. I think they're more than primed than a lot of people want to admit when it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC. I think they've been primed over the last five or six weeks. I would say this. I'm looking at their schedule. They have some prime games that they're going to have to win. They play Mm -hmm. the San Francisco 49ers. You can't exclude the Houston Texans. That game is at Houston. And you don't want to mess around and allow Houston to creep up and win this division with the way C.J. Stroud is playing. But they also got to play Cincinnati. They got to go to Cleveland. They got to play Baltimore. And when I'm looking at all those teams, those are games that they can win. Yeah. But you have to win. Being 7-2 and two right now in this season, 2023, those are games that you have to win if you want to be a dangerous team come playoff time. And the Jacksonville Jaguars believe that. And Bob, they got a pretty good playoff-tested coach who's had some success when it comes to Doug Peterson. Keep an eye on that team. That could be a lot better in the AFC than you think. Keep weighing in to honor Bill Belichick in New England. What's something that's lasted way too long, in your opinion? Sports-wise, pop culture-wise, life-wise. 888-729-3776. That's triple eight say ESPN. In honor Bill Belichick, who may be in his last year in New England, what's something that's lasted way too long? Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. And on the Pat McAfee show today, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers said... It's frustrating, but I'm not healthy, so it's hard to even take my mind there. Does that mean he ain't playing again this year? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.